Hi, it's Sheena Shea from Vanderpump Rules here to tell you guys about Factor. It's my one-stop shop for nutritious, fully prepared meals, which means there's no grocery shopping, no meal planning, and no cooking required. They have tons of options to choose from every week. Factor is like having a personal chef, but without the wait. It only takes two minutes to heat and eat. Plus, all their meals are fresh, never frozen. Visit factormeals.com slash Shea40 for 40% off your first order. If I were to find my ex-lover, I would shank that bitch if I found her blowing my brother. Did you enjoy the search for the perfect rental on the new release wall? Were you nervous about late fees and forgetting to rewind? Then you are in the right place. Welcome to Mike and Anthony Soda Pop Culture Club. Me, Mike, along with my co-host, Anthony. I also like bananas. Exactly. (laughs) Bring our take on TV, movies, and all pop culture from the 80s, 90s, and beyond. And if you want all things Soda Pop Culture Club, go to sodapopcultureclub.com there you can see our episode schedule contact us and make movie suggestions we also encourage you to become a subscriber or follow the podcast on whatever platform you may have found us on and please share with your friends so they too can reminisce in the movies of the past additionally it would be lit if you follow our instagram at mike and anthony plus don't forget to rate the show on apple Podcasts and leave us some comments as well because that helps us out a lot Ooh, that's so much, man. So, that's much. so much work right there. Can I, can I give an ask right now of the audience? Please flood comments to us telling Mike to stop using the word lit because I'm beyond sick of it. I'm going to use lit until someone you're says no. Try it. I just said no. Other than you. You're trying. Other than you. Other you're than trying. you. Way too hard. <laughs> but trying to be cool. I am cool. I know what I am. I know what I am. Now, come on, man. So, tell us what we're doing today, man. Tell everyone what excitingness, what uh, exciting thing we're doing. This is a good one. 1999 gave us a quirky, offbeat comedy that is amazing. And I remember watching it the first time. I liked it, but watching it later, I realized the brilliance of this movie. And it's awesome. Uh, Reese Witherspoon, Matthew Broderick, Chris Klein, Jessica Campbell, Colleen Camp from Clue, Delaney Driscoll. Mark Herlick, Frankie and Gracia, Molly Hagen from Some Kind of Wonderful, Phil Reeves, Matt Malloy, mm. Holmes Osborne from That Thing You Do. This is 1999's election. <laughs> yes. Yes, That Thing You Do. That's what, We need to watch that again. Man. Whew. But yes, election. Election. And it's kind of interesting. This is going to come out probably a couple weeks um, after Everywhere has their elections. I find that kind of interesting. We oh, didn't yeah. time it like That's on the so time election day. No, we didn't. Yeah. 
But we didn't, and here's the thing. Because we didn't care. This wasn't anything we ever meant to do, so it wasn't like we were doing it because of that either, were we? Hmm. Well, I meant to do it. This, I've, this always, happen. I've always wanted to do this one. This is a good good flick. Well, <laughs> it's a good flick. Do you, I mean, see, do you see what I did there? It's a good <laughs> flick. <laughs> it's a good flick. <laughs> it's a Tracy flick. Uh, did you pick it? Did you pick this flick? Pick flick. <laughs> oh, gosh. Oh, gosh. So damn lame, but that's okay. But what's so yeah? But that's funny that that uh, that is so. You know, every time I hear see that or hear that, you know what it makes me think of is a bug's life, because that little bug is named Flick in the Bug's Life. Yeah. So yeah, it actually makes me want to watch that movie. Paul Metzler, that, you Metzler. So. There's just some. There's just some <laughs> clever stuff in this film. I'm sorry. In this <laughs> right. in this flick. In this flick, yes, yes. Uh, so here's the question: Are you ready? for uh doing some things or do you want to give a synopsis real quick give that synopsis sure um so we have a educator played by matthew broderick who makes his full transition from ferris bueller to teacher there's your there's your career arc right there um basically trying to sabotage an election because tracy flick the goody two-shoes brainiac she's she's done some stuff she's seen the world (laughs) <laughs> she's done some things <laughs> and she's done some things man it's his job to stop her and then we'll get into the rest of it yeah you're right you're right i like that so i'm gonna get we're gonna get into a section where you have to guess some shit and i'm gonna hit that so be just a moment wow our Sound effects are a little slow there, man. <laughs> oh, that's awesome if that's what's going on. Okay, so here's the question. What do you think uh, they spent on this movie? So this was 1999. There's there's nothing in it. I mean, as far as, you know, effects or anything. This is a high school movie set in a high school. And that's pretty much it. So, and you've got, you know, you've got some, some stars in it. Um I got to I got to assume this was not a large budget. Uh 1999. I got to say it's a small budget. Um I'm going to go with 17 million. You're a little under the mark. Okay. Um you know, Matthew Broderick is worth money, so 25 million. Okay. 25 million. I forgot the cupcake budget. So, yeah, I would have bumped it up. It was a lot of cupcakes. Yeah. Um but the question and is the what did it do in the theater? I yeah the poster budget. See, oh gosh, <laughs> I don't feel like it did. Ex- what did it do in the theaters? I don't feel like it did exceptionally well in the theaters. I'm just guessing. Ah oh, man, I really have no idea. This wasn't blockbuster material no, you or don't. anything. But uh, let's say how about I'm just going to guess that it did okay. Sixty four million. You would be way, way, way over the mark. Okay. This only did fifteen million. Fifteen, uh, and I forget. Oh, it was, shit. I, yeah, yeah. It, but here's the thing: I think it went up against something else at the time, and that's why I didn't. Okay. I forget what it was, but the, it it didn't. Um, Titanic didn't fare well. Titanic, <laughs> no, or something in '99. I don't know when Titanic come out. <laughs> uh, like '97 or '98, right? No, like something like it. Was it? Well, I, I know that far off. Titanic. Well, fucking '97. Okay, a while. Yeah, yeah, I was right. Go fuck yourself. All right, so uh, <laughs> I forget what it was up against, but who cares? Um, here's the thing. 
Rotten Tomatoes, they do their thing. What do you right. think when they take all the critics together? What do you think they average out to? What's the critic score on? That? I wonder if it came so Cruel Intentions. I don't know when that came out in '99. So people <laughs> do you think go, that was the big blockbuster that knocked this off. They want to go perch? see the spit kiss. Uh, we lost it though. We got Varsity Blues in '99. Girl Interrupted. Maybe that was it. This this came out um, in April. Girl Interrupted. So, yeah. For love of the game. What you are you look? I'm just seeing what else are came you out. Looking in 99. at movies. Seeing what else came out in '99. Never been kissed. Ten things. Uh, sh- Ma- Virgin Suicide. Matrix, right? Big Daddy. Sleepy Hollow. American Beauty. It's probably American Beauty. American Beauty. That I think is it. Yeah. Now that you say that, I believe Notting that, that Hill, is it because Drive Me Crazy. Idle Hands, Any Given Sunday, American Pie, Runaway Bride. Good Lord, 1999 was just a year of heaven. Okay, so what well, here you, you go. I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna give you something here first before we get into that. You on the day it came out, it had Idle Hands, Entrapment, Pushing Ten, Lost and Found. Um, let's see. The week before, right before it was Never Been Kissed. Go. Um, and then the week after, oh, that's a good one. You had, but the week after there was the Mummy, which was pretty big. That probably sucked all the air out of anything. And then Star, and then that's it. Star Wars was it until the following month. But so yeah, I mean, there was some good movies around it. It just didn't do well for some reason because yeah. there's other things people wanted to see. And, and it, if they had brought it out in like a November, you well, know. it's also it's a quirky, offbeat kind of comedy too. You know, it's not like you're. It's not your teen romance comedies, like your She's All it's an That R-rated teen movie coming out like that. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh gosh! So the critics, what do you think they thought? Then what do you think? What do you um, think it is? I really don't know. Fifty nine percent. Oh, you're way below the mark. This wow. is a beloved film. It's ninety two percent. Ninety two. Oh no, I'm on board with that. I agree. Okay. Because obviously it did do well at the box office, so it was a really good movie because people don't know how to pick movies. Well, sometimes the critics get it right and the people don't, and sometimes it's the reverse, right? Um, What do you think the audience felt of this then? All right, this is tough because I feel like the audience likes it now, at least I would hope, because it's a really good movie. Excuse me, really good flick. Um, but it didn't do shit at the box office, so I don't know. That's Are you gonna fucking correct yourself every time? Are you gonna correct yourself every time? Oh, it's a really good, I mean, I mean, flick until I get it right. Yeah, until I get it right. Um, I literally have no idea. I'm just gonna throw out a number here. Seventy six. That's close. That's close. Hey, good. That's right. seventy nine. You're real close. Oh, though. damn. That's that's pretty good. I'm a good guesser good. sometimes. So people like it, right? Yeah, that's that's yeah, people that's, like it. That's okay. like like they don't just like it. They like it like it. Yeah, it's like, you know, it's not like 60 percent like it's it's like, hey, we're pretty solidly it's in the camp of this. So like, let me give you a couple and lick it a couple like. reviews here. I've got dare. Oh, gosh. Anyway, please, please continue. <laughs> so uh, Derek Ellie of Variety. We've heard of that publication. A dark, insidiously funny satire on the self-involved ways otherwise rational people can allow narrow personal agendas to lead them astray to the point of self-destruction. Hell yeah. That is a good summation. That is good. 
And then Dennis Lim of The Village Voices is his negative review on it. He says, the film never finds a confident tone. And I think it's wrong. What I think, and I understand where he's at, because I think when I watched it then, I probably would have thought the same thing because it felt like so scattered at times to me. You know, I didn't really put it together and enjoy it. As you get older, you start to appreciate the subtlety of what's going on. You get how good it actually is. Yeah. Yeah. And it is a good movie. It's exciting. It's lovely. It's a good flick. Yes, I keep saying movie, but then again, I didn't force myself to have to say flick the whole time like you did. It's because you're not dedicated so. to what you're doing. I am. I'm I'm not dedicated. I am not dedicated. Let's get into this. Are you ready? I'm ready. Jim McAllister is a civics teacher at an Omaha, Nebraska high school. One of his students, Tracy Flick, is an overachieving senior. He resents. Dave Novotny, a fellow teacher and Jim's best friend, lost his job and his wife after Tracy's mother discovered Tracy was having a sexual relationship with him. Jim is better that Jim is bitter that his best friend suffered for the affair while Tracy emerged unscathed. Woo. Oh yeah, that's how we get it started right there. So <laughs> yeah, let's talk about that. Um <laughs> been quite a hot topic over the years. This has been this Teacher's is like um, relations. Yes, it's really, um, and it's weird because yeah, you know, you have um, I don't, you haven't watched the uh, the um show a teacher, the one with uh the one girl, and I've watched like the first episode, and I kind of like drifted off. Really, because it's not yeah, it was it, you know I, hey, I'm just one of those guys where I just you know I'm watching it, I'm just not getting into it. That's. Just a damn shame. Any, any, shame. Anyways, uh, Kate Mara. Mm-hmm. Yes. So she is the teacher, and that's it. Yeah. She ends up with her a male student. Um, so that's why this is, and you know everybody. So you know, and that's how how it's always it's been. You know, people talking about. Well, if it was a guy teacher, that's like cut his dick off and let him rot in jail. You know, you have that. Yeah. True. Different point of view. So that's just what one thing makes it interesting in this film is that they actually had that instead of reversed it all. Cause it almost seems like, I mean, it's, you know, I don't want to sound, I don't mean to be insensitive when I say this, but it seems, I think it's like, it's easier to make a show with that subject matter with a female teacher and a male student. And it's uh, I would get, yeah, I know, would totally say that. Yeah. It's not like this movie was completely focused around that. It is, it is a piece of it. You know, that's not like the main focus of the film or anything, but it is interesting. It's a piece. It's a Yeah. <laughs> wow. Sorry. But OK. So anyways, just want to get that out there. But so the I guess uh, seduction scene. How cringeworthy is that? He's playing once, twice, three times. All of it, yeah. <laughs> Share a root. Beer oh, gosh. Her. That is some just weird, weird stuff there. It's like. Is that what you thought like was the way to go? Uh, yeah, it's I get it. And you know, the thing is to me, I get it. I he's the thing with that is like, does she know what she's doing? Or is he abusing his authority to and you know and doing something well, he's that he, he knows he's doing something wrong. Right. He's obviously he's doing something wrong. But authority. But from her point of view, is she being taken but it seemed like with her what we know of her later is she being taken advantage of or what was her angle the whole time 
you know? I don't think... Because she seems to be... I don't know. I'm going to say, here's how I view it. It's something to have in your back pocket. Because then you see when Matthew, when Jim confronts her about it, she's like right back in his face. My mom's paralegal. She will take you to town. You'll be left with nothing but your underwear out on a street corner. Bitch, don't fuck me. Kind of thing. So I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's like she already knows how to play the political game. You get some dirt in your back pocket, you're good to go. See, that's why I wondered how much of it was collection, collecting information and how much was it, um, was she, did she really have feelings for this person? I, you know, I don't think she, you know she didn't have any feelings. Right. No, no, no. She's a psychopath. Yes. In my opinion. She, so, she's a psychopath. I got to ask too. Um, she's... <laughs> now, I'm not talking in the sense of, believe me, I'm, I'm not talking in the sense of somebody that did anything with their teacher, but Tracy Flick. Did you have a did you have somebody in school like that that you went to school with? As far as like the the yeah. super smart person that always wanted to answer all the questions kind of thing? Yeah, we had those. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Okay. definitely. I, wanted... I was never that person. You know. Oh hell no. I wasn't. Definitely had definitely um, had it. I I remember and it's just funny when I watch this because um <laughs> had one of those and this was in elementary school. I'm not going to say their name or anything. <laughs> this girl was like, you know, bookworm smart knew all the answers and all this stuff now i remember like we were doing book reports okay and her and i both had to do book reports on annie oakley so all right from ohio me and me i didn't really read the book skim through so my book report sucked mine was very (laughs) mine so here's the thing mine was very very brief very like well, yeah, but I don't want to give away the ending, so you better go read this book kind of thing at the end. So then she goes after me, same fucking book. I'm like, oh, God. As soon as she starts off, it's like a soliloquy. I'm like, holy shit. Well, my book report doesn't seem so good now. Huh. It was bad. And I'm just like. Or you seem like a good warm up, a prologue. You were a no, prologue. You gave a no. prologue. Mine wasn't even enough to vamp the crowd. <laughs> But I'm just like, this is like <laughs> elementary and I'm listening to this and I'm like, oh my God, is that what I was supposed to do? <laughs> it's like, I think you're overshooting here. <laughs> Give me a break. Like, dude, it's like you're yeah, overachieving like, is overachieving. Seriously, though, it's like she was given a fucking dissertation for her PhD. I'm like, whoa, I know you really did read the book. Tryhards, man. Tryhards. That's what they're called, right? Like they're the ones who have to do everything. To the point where it makes everyone else look silly, even though they aren't bad at what they do. Oh, it's not they to make just aren't trying silly. It's just to, putting the effort in. Right. I tried hard. I tried as hard as I could to throw that shit together at the last minute, having not read the book. I tried really hard. Well, you're a dumbass. So, <laughs> um, I mean, what hard? Is it? She shot shit. Just say that she did. That's it. That's all you got to say. That's the. That's shot, it. Shot my shit down. <laughs> I'm just saying. That's why I like. Don't make. Someone like that give a book report. Well, I'm I'm gonna say at least she didn't go before me because I was totally fucked then. I'd be like, I ain't doing it. Oh, yeah, I ain't doing yeah. it. No, you may have gotten graded in your time frame, which means you could have got your grade. Call my parents. I ain't doing shit. <laughs> I ain't fucking doing it. Fail me. <laughs> oh, so uh, there's a few things in here I want to go before we move on. Um, it was that fridge your nightmare fridge in that movie? When he's trying to dig and, you know, it's everything smells, you know. Um, 
No, it's not my nightmare fridge because it would never happen. I would not allow that to happen. Oh, but it's the workplace. It's not your choice. Yeah. Oh, I would empty that fucker out or just never use it. Oh, that's it. See, I am not somebody that would ever that would do that. I would not use a community fridge like that because I'm like, it's first of all, you got to worry about somebody taking your shit. And then second, I don't want it. I don't want my food touching anybody else's food that's been in there for God knows how long. I'll be like, no, I'll just bring Lunchables or something. Okay. It doesn't need refrigerated. Yeah. Or a cooler. Yeah. And that's when, um, but the fridge thing is important because that's when he throws the Chinese out on the floor. The janitor sees it. Yeah. Yeah. We'll get to that later. Now, one more thing I wanted to say about Mrs. Flick or Ms. Flick, Tracy Flick. Um, She, I think she totally misses the point of what Jim does for a living. Cause she kind of degrades him because he's a teacher and she doesn't get the point that he's an educator and he makes the great people that she aspires to be. Like, it's not like those people woke up and they were who they were. They had to go to school. Like she did. They had to have somebody who taught them civics, who taught them things. And then they went on to be great. She misses the point of what he does and puts him down for being that educator. And I find that that's that's she's just an idiot. She's driven and she's a psychopath and she's eventually going to be successful I, at some point. But she definitely is. You know what? An idiot. Here's here's where um, I, I, I think how she views that is not necessarily that in her mind. I think she thinks I've already surpassed you. I'm smarter than you. I don't need this. I know what I'm doing. You're just getting in my way right now. I yeah, teach but she has myself. That's my point. I already know better. I know more than you. College is just a formality for me. I have my own agenda. Obviously. Get the hell out of my way. But that's the way she thinks. But we all know in real life, she's an 18-year-old girl, 17-year-old girl. She doesn't know shit. She knows what she wants, and she's seen a way to get there by using whatever she's got. But there's a whole other world out there. He probably knows a lot more about than she does. So she's very narrow-minded and narrow-focused. That's why he's in, she, he's in her way. Okay, so... But definitely, you know I what, wish... Though? I got to throw this in there. Yeah. You say that like he's the all-wise one. I don't think he shows throughout <laughs> this movie that he's made any better choices than anybody else in this no. film. I'm going to say I disagree with that. Okay. I, I'm think you're right in the film. In the film he 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 made a couple two bad choices, but but in the but before that, his life he's made really good choices, have a nice career. He builds people. He's a, an educator of the year. He actually is successful in what he does. So to me, he just runs into one person who makes him make a couple really bad choices, and that is it. So to me, I don't look at it as him as a bad thing. I don't think he's a bad person. I think he's a good figure. That's what I'm saying. I, I, let's get into it. How All about right, let's that? Do that? You go let's next. All right, I'll go next. So Tracy announces she's running for student body president and informs Jim that they will be spending time together, lots of time together, since he oversees student government. Appalled by this and that Tracy is running unopposed, Jim encourages Paul Metzler, a popular football player that done broke his leg skiing, to enter the race. Paul, sidelined with that broken leg, finds his candidacy gives him purpose and something to do other than his sister's best friend. It also infuriates Tracy who resents Paul's popularity and privileged upbringing. Yes. Yeah. Privileged upbringing. Isn't that always nice? Yeah. Student body president. You know, I never, I don't remember that being a big deal in my school. Like 
it is here. Was it a big deal in yours? I mean, we had the election and the pep rallies and speeches for it and stuff. Yeah. I remember. So <laughs> actually, I do remember um, one particular year. So we had a kid I knew ran and he lost. But he was like, so he was like, I will say one of the less popular people like myself. Okay. Yeah. So he wasn't, ex- you know, but he came up gives a speech and he's like, man, I'm just like you guys. I shouldn't even be up here kind of thing. And he barely, it was like this election as far as the vote count. He like barely lost to the quote unquote more popular person. That sucks. But I wanted close. to hear a story of like, it was close. Mike, we had the guy who did it. We got the guy who broke through. Oh, he almost did. <laughs> he almost did. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, Paul, this is where we meet Paul. Um, what do you think of Paul? This is his first role, too, by the way. This is his first role. Yeah, this is Kev, prior uh, to Chris Suck Me Beautiful. Um, Paul? Paul is Paul. Athlete. Paul is Paul? Like, so, no, he is uh, super nice. He's a good guy. He's super just, nice and super naive. Yeah. He is yes. He is the example of seeing the best in everybody and how that can backfire. He is his character in uh, American Pie, really. So I'll say he? yes. He has a moral compass. <laughs> he plays the same character in a few movies. He even plays this character in um, what's it called? Uh, Just Friends or whatever it's called that we did. No, with, uh, no, he didn't. Yeah. He was an asshole in that. Remember, he does for half. Dusty. Dinkelman ends up becoming the asshole, but for half of the movie, he plays this, oh, shucks, nice guy. <laughs> oh, no, he, plays... he doesn't. He plays a stuttering buffoon that can't get through a song. Get it together, Dusty! <laughs> get it together! <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, um, he's he's just a little bit naive, like you said. He likes bananas. Likes bananas. Or whatnot. <laughs> Oh man, but when he but when he when he gets uh when he says he's going to be doing this, did she not have hate in her eyes oh, for him? Like like she if she had lasers in her eyes, he'd be dead. That's <laughs> Oh man, he would be me. he'd be gone. Yeah, this was very like this is where you see, okay, Tracy is not to be fucked with. No, she is not. No. Um, I have a note here. I forget what it's ASMR dreams where they're making the when who had the dreams of her. Was it Dave or I forget? I can't remember. But I have a I have a thing. I Jim. just watched it. Jim, I can't remember. Jim, remember? Jim, yeah, the ASMR dream wasn't that weird. Like they had the weird like sounds. It was like a ASMR before it was a thing. Like yeah. like I, I wonder like now if they made that it might trigger some people and get excited. Harmonious, harmonious. Oh man. So what do you think? Um, um, I, because I don't know if this was at was, where we at this part yet, where he goes down in the basement, opens the trunk and gets the VHS porns out. Oh, this is he had to pull. Yeah, okay. the porn. He, yeah, I have editor. He had to pull out the big guns. Yeah, he pulled out the big guns. He pulled them out. The porn. The porn. <laughs> it's awful. man. Drinking a Pepsi. Realize. Yeah. Pepsi versus Coke after she gives her spiel about running unopposed. Isn't that crazy? Man. <laughs> i mean and do you think that now here's the thing we're seeing somebody in their personal life are you judging him on his weirdness and how he comes to that because he did it while he was watching some porn how he comes to what <laughs> football porn to the decision of you know looking uh, you know no. th- making the, his mind up on 
Okay. No, it's, mean, it's, are we are we judging him? No, I'm just gonna say that setup I mean, is just funny. <clears throat> yeah. Go down in the basement. You've got like I, I, uh, I like that. That's like Eric Foreman's lair with the couch and everything. Go open up the <laughs> trunk. Get the blankets off top where nobody will ever look for your secret porn stash under two blankets. That's a safe hiding. Yeah, basement. I mean, that's. That's where everyone, the wife knows it's there. She has to know. Oh, no, she doesn't have to know that. I bet you she doesn't. Because <laughs> I bet this is one of those things. All right. Hey, will you clean out the basement? Yeah, I'll get to it later. It's like nobody even messes with that stuff. That's what I think. But also, no, you know yeah. what? Because also, isn't that where they rehearse or where they did rehearse? Was that in their his basement? The what? Oh, the two-man, the two-man band. Yeah. Was his, yeah, his yeah, 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 yeah. So then again, that's kind of like the man layer. You just leave. Yeah. It Don't come true, down here. Or they step on my the guitar. Man band. I wonder. I wonder. I wonder if uh, their two man band was called Wet Cat. You know, that's what it wow. should have been called. Wow. That's my opinion. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, man. All right. Are we ready to move on, man? Are you ready for this? Are you better ready? Than, better than period five. Tammy Metzler, Paul's younger sister, is dumped by her girlfriend, Lisa Flanagan, who becomes Paul's girlfriend and campaign manager. Tammy exacts revenge by running for president on a nihilistic platform that student government is a sham. I love this. Yes. I love it. That was... I love her, it. That's like your guy, right? That's the speech of all speeches. Yes, it is. Campaign speech. And it's pretty progressive. For the time, this is a progressive movie. I mean, this is like something you would see now in a movie. And I think that's why it aged well. And when people go back and watch it, go, oh, they had a same-sex relationship. and But the trope that you would see then did happen, where she goes out with a guy right away, you know, the, the ex. I mean, that's the only thing I would say that's very 90s about that situation. It's like, oh, she really didn't like girls. It was just experimenting, experimenting. you know? Like, yeah. Yeah, experimenting. I, I don't know. I never experimented that way. Did you experiment that way? <laughs> With girls? Either way. It doesn't matter. <laughs> no. Goats, girls, guys. Oh, wait. go. You didn't. Uh, strange pillows. What's taught? Pillows and goat. No, no, never mind. What? What was? <laughs> what, what part of the movie are we on now um this is right after paul enters the race and then paul uh and then and uh because her and right after that this it, they're vignettes because this movie is shot in vignettes so in this particular vignette we then go to his sister because remember each section is narrated by each individual character yes so now hers is narrated by her and she says and she's with her girlfriend, and she dumps her. You know, the she's girlfriend does, and not, then leaves him. Because she's not a blank. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dyke. I'll say it. Okay. They use the word dyke, and it's not a cool word. Unless you want to be called that, I'll call you whatever you want. But usually it's not. Um, you know, and... I Go ahead. I'm just you looking at your some of your notes here. I'll let you tackle those. Got, oh yeah, you got some so I was gonna say, here. if it were me, I, <laughs> if it were me, I after having this situation, if I were to find my ex lover, I would shank that bitch. <laughs> if I found her blowing my brother, 
and then break his other fucking leg. See, because I always feel the problem with these things is as someone who's always focused on one half of the relationship as like they're the fault. I think both people need to be broken. Like you got to break Hold a on. leg and shank a bitch. Hey, that's my thoughts. Here's something you got to keep in mind with that situation, though. OK, remember that they people don't know they were a couple or experimenting or whatever. So Paul just thought that was her friend. So he had no idea that they had any kind of relationship. So I don't think Paul would have done that. So as far as breaking his other leg, you know what I mean? He doesn't know that about them. So I would agree. Yeah. Cause she kept it, kept it hidden. You're right. He is innocent in it, but yes, you know, if, if do you think, what do you think he would have done if she just said, Hey, you know, we were actually having a relationship. Would he have laughed because it's the nineties or would he have like, no, because of who he is, would he have been like, Oh, I'm so sorry. You think that'd have been him? Yes. He would have been super supportive. Okay, okay. That's Paul, you Betzler. He wouldn't have. He wouldn't have. He wouldn't have fucked her in a hot tub. <laughs> it's like, god damn. No. What are these people? He wouldn't. That's bro code. Or that's yeah, that's true. Sister code. Well, whatever you would call it, sib code, sibling code. There you go. The sib code, code, a sib code, a sib code, a sib code. And I love, but it, um, but his. He, uh, go ahead. And even though you're adopted. And <laughs> how he has that way of saying, even though See, there's all these things, problems you have, but I'm there for you. He's a he's a good guy, but he does say things, and you and you don't think it's calculated, but it definitely probably stings just a little, right? Like as I was saying, he's um he he's he's not. It's like it's like he's a nice guy, but he still fucks in a hot tub and gets blown, right? Yeah. <laughs> so. Eh, so let me has, ask he's not nice what, right you got a little note here that says fucking in a hot tub is not fun i would just like you to elaborate on that no i'm just saying it's just like a pool or any other situation with water it's not a it's not conducive to any sexual thing that's all it's it's more about the the environment it doesn't matter where it could be a hot tub a whirlpool a pool a, a lake a pond you know it doesn't matter it just it's it's not conducive to sexual activity. Oh, yeah. Lakes and ponds. That's out now. That brain-eating amoeba. I don't want that going up my pee hole. So lakes and ponds are out. <laughs> Is that it? <laughs> lakes and ponds are out. <laughs> I ain't even and messing with and that. You know what? Is there a lot more sex in this movie than you remember? No. There's as much as I remember. It wasn't uh, like a lot. I forgot about it. What the blowjob and the sex in the hot tub and then I did and then the porn. I think I need to be your tight end for a while. <laughs> Sorry, that football porn was so. Oh yeah, the the awesome thing is, did. I just didn't, I didn't, uh, I didn't, I don't think I remember because back then when I watched the movie, like you said, I was lukewarm to it, so I just kind of put it put it behind me, and that's why it's like when I then I go back and watch, I'm like, oh shit. I mean, there's sex, and then we get those sex faces. And then during, you're like, it's like oh, I just watch that again. It's like there's, yeah, I'm gonna Paul Metzler oh. <laughs> blowjob face was just epic. Yes, I'm so I. That's good though. I mean, it's just so funny. Like, I'm just trying to imagine as an actor having to act that part out. You know, this isn't like your yes. This isn't your like, like an actual love scene. This is you as a high school kid portraying mm-hmm. a high school kid because obviously he was older than that. Portraying a high school kid, giving your getting a blowjob face. So, oh wow, this is awesome, <laughs> guy! Awful. 
<laughs> like, man, I wonder how many takes that took. Like, uh, is it like you, it's like when you when you open the Lucky Charms and for some reason the prize is on the top when you're in the oh, 80s? Yeah, you know what? Yeah, that's what it is. That's the face. That's the face. That's the face. Like, <laughs> it's like, oh yes. <laughs> That's the face. I wish to God. All I right. Had, are you just, ready? I wish to God. I had seen you make that face. Just now. <laughs> oh, yes. Because <laughs> I made it look like I was looking at you doing it. I'm yes. covering my screen up. All right. You're up, man. Go for oh, it. Oh, good God. All right. <laughs> so, okay. <laughs> wow. The three. The, fuck. The three candidates make their campaign speeches to the student body. Tracy draws polite applause while Paul receives a warm reception, sort of, because his speech was so bad, despite giving a halting and lackluster speech. Tammy delivers a defiant address, that, which she denounces the election, vows to dissolve student government if she wins, so nobody has to sit through one of those stupid assemblies again. Tammy's speech rallies the students to a rowdy standing ovation, but it also gets her suspended from school. That's fucking wrong. And then she makes That's her, so wrong. Oh, I got suspended face. Which for her is, I don't give two shits. <laughs> this is awesome. Yeah, she doesn't give a shit. No, this is like, oh, I got free time off of school. I love this. The uh, Tracy speech, predictable as shit. It is exactly what you would expect that type yeah. of person to say. Um, that's what we expect now. Like, like if someone were to go out there, they would go out and say those things. It's, it's um, you know, yesterday we were in the car and we were listening to the, the Buckeyes game on the radio. Mm-hmm. And at halftime, you know, they make the they usually make a, a PSA or give information about the university. Well, the president of the university comes on and you think and they talk to the guy and they're acting like they're all warm. And then all of a sudden they go into read this pre-prepared statement mode of shit. And that's what it felt like. Like you go into this read the pre-prepared and it just has no heart. It has no feeling. And that's what this person did on the radio. Like, you could tell they're telling things they want people to know. But the way you read it and the way you say it, you just feel like you're going through through the motions. You're not, you don't have feeling in what you're doing. And that's what Tracy is. She doesn't have feeling. She's a psychopath. She's just saying what she thinks you want to hear and saying what, well, okay. what she has to say. But thing. it doesn't make. Because Tracy is a psychopath. She only can do that when she's pissed off about something. She's going through the motions here trying to be a good, quote unquote, leader. But remember, when Paul runs for president, she's all pissed. And then she's like, this is eligible. Who's that signature? And you know, yeah. she's all pissed off about everything. Like, that's when she gets emotional and more animated. Being the good person, that's really not her thing, even though she wants everybody to think it is. I'm going to do all these good things. Oh, see, she's she's vindictive. She's, she's not good. Yeah, she's not good. So that's why she is. She's what. Do you think that's a commentary on even politics now? I don't on think ways oh, some yes. people are in the political arena where that one person might be against the process and get pedantic on details that that really didn't matter until they worked against them. Right. It's because you don't situation. even buy what you're selling half the time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's. It's a commentary on even politics now. I find it very, uh, that's what makes it so good and why everyone should be forced to watch this, even though it's rated R in high school. <laughs> right. I don't get any ideas, but, you know, just cut out the bad parts, which is, make it a 30-minute movie. <laughs> yeah, make it a PSA. Make it, 30, make it cut, a PSA. Cut, um, make it a, 
<laughs> so that was good stuff. Getting suspended. Yeah. Yeah. Getting suspended, getting, yeah, getting suspended, suspended for, for just doing what the students want. Giving them what they want. Yeah. She was, um, you know, reminds you of like uh, Rome where the mob rule, where you give the mob what they want. Yeah. So that you can stay right. on top. And that's so, what she was doing. She was, she a, was Nero or whatever. I have one question though. Would you be happy about that? Abolishing all the um, assemblies? Because I always looked at it as uh, assemblies, you get out of class. Yeah, I don't mind. Yeah, I'd rather. It, it depends what you replace it with. If we're just replacing it with more class time. No, when they have assemblies. No, if you, we're saying. When they had assemblies, it meant either you missed, you got out of class because that what time the assembly was. And then yeah. a lot of times, too, you actually got out of school a little bit early. The assembly would end. You get out in some cases, early. like pep rally right. days right. and shit. Yeah, pep rally days and shit. Yeah, uh, I, um, I would. You're right. I wouldn't want to get rid of them all together. It depends on what they were for. If it were performances, like getting rid of like student elections and pep rallies and shit. But if you're like saying, because I was in show choir, of course. Yeah, like you if you're saying dancing, we're still gonna have the. If we're still gonna have the Christmas show that we show the student body, I'm fine with that. I mean, I'll still entertain you. You know, that's how I am. I'm entertain. I'm entertaining people right fucking now. What do you think? <laughs> that's what I do. <laughs> that's what I do. Um, I want to talk about Paul's speech. Was his his was a single run on sentence? I, I think it was. He epic. needed he needed gills or something. <laughs> he just he had no inflection. He was like, <laughs> just just kept going. I was like, when I watched him, I felt bad watching it again. Like you know. Because like I said, years later, it's different. When I watched this first time, I didn't feel the way. I was in my 20s, I think. So I didn't feel the way I do now about it. Now you watch it and you see a kid struggling. You're like, man, I wish I could have coached him up on that a little. Yeah, but <laughs> that, have been I love it because most people are like that. There's so many people that can't do public speaking that that's like how a lot of people would be. They can't do it. They're petrified. Yeah. It's one of people's biggest fears. Yeah. Paul's, yeah. And Paul, he's such a good dude. I mean, he's not like Flick, who's writhing in her seat. Like she, if she had a, if she had the shank, she'd shank that bitch, right? I think Flick would have done it. But man, but Paul's just a, oh, she just won. a good dude. She already wanted to shank everybody that signed Paul's petition to run for president. She wanted to shank his sister for running against her. She wanted to shank. She wanted to shank everybody that didn't help her get on top. Jim, she wants to shake Jim. She wanted to double sure. shank Jim. <laughs> Tracy sees that one of her campaign posters has come unstuck from the wall. She tries to secure it, but accidentally rips the poster apart. In a fit of rage, she destroys the other candidate's campaign posters and discards them in a dumpster, unaware that Tammy sees her when Jim confronts Tracy with his suspicion that she removed the posters. Tracy feigns innocent and threatens to sue the school. In a ploy to get expelled, Tammy claims she vandalized the posters and produces them as proof Having retrieved them from the dumpster, Tammy's expelled. Her her name is struck from the ballot, and her parents enroll her in private Catholic school for girls, much to her delight. All right. I think I might have. Did I mess up my notes here? I think you did. I don't know. So this is where I think we see the true flick personality, the true flick, right? Oh, the yeah. rage, the perfectionist the 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 willing to do whatever and then she does the bad thing she does do the bad thing in this section she Meltdown. does lie and that's, that's why i'm saying that's politics she's the villain in this 
she is the villain in this um, movie. Duh. I mean, it's just the case. Duh. Just like she was the villain, and I'm going to say it again, if you've listened to this episode, Sweet Home Alabama, she's the villain in that, <laughs> she's the villain in this. She plays the villain. And Legally Blonde, she's probably the villain. We'll have to watch that, and I'll give you my opinion on that. I haven't watched it for years. I Cruel forget. Intentions. But I bet she's the villain, the villain in that fucking movie. She was the villain in Cruel Intentions. Somehow. <sighs> She was, because you know what? She stole a car somehow. She fucking <laughs> stole his car. She wouldn't have that car, right? Am I right? She stole the car. Yeah. She stole the car to pay And if for she would have answered the door that night before. You're going to pay for my posters. Yeah. So <laughs> here's the, uh, or no, she said, you're going to pay for my poster. Because there's only one poster of hers that got ripped up, though. And that was the other thing. She ripped up everybody else's, just not hers. So that was right there, your first incriminating evidence. So yeah. My thing too was uh Yeah. Tammy, she's got the shredded posters, but how is she gonna prove who did it? Other than saying I saw her do it or her dump them. Like they're gonna believe her after what she did. She's already suspended. So I don't get Yeah. Where where I know how she's would that suspended. have proved it? Anything. I don't know. But but the thing is is I find it interesting because this movie is great at this. It earlier on we see her during her suspension watching the girls um soccer team from that catholic school longingly because you know i think she's interested and and it's like when she sees uh flick drive by and she knows something's up when it's that late at night and sees that happen i find that like you know she just she springs to action and she has this plan i i wonder if she knew she would get expelled like i i don't find that an expulsion worthy offense in my opinion like I, no. I do not at all. I like don't. I find that really strange, but I guess we learned that they're willing to go over the top when they suspended her for just making a speech. Yeah, that wasn't inappropriate. That's why I'm like maybe that set that. Maybe that's why we can't. We don't feel like they went too far with the expulsion because we were already told, hey, we'll 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 send that bitch home for just saying things we don't like to hear. That's basically what the principal said. I won't that won't let that little yeah, bitch he did. make a mockery of this election. <laughs> that's that's exactly will not let that little bitch. And and like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And like Jim, see, Jim's always a level headed one in the group though, too, isn't he? He is. That's why I was saying it it's it, it um for the most part, he, he's pretty he's pretty uh he's pretty level headed. But uh but she does get expelled. And I think the reason I messed up my notes here, and I'm gonna tell you what it is, it's because like remember I told you this is done in vignettes. Yeah. Some of these yeah. things are happening simultaneously to other things. Um, so that's why it's done a little bit interesting. But anyways, um, let's move on. Are you ready? It's I'm ready. Turn, so one of the things we did uh, gloss over up to this point, um, Jim has been helping out Linda with certain things around the house since, you know, her ex-husband Dave is banished <laughs> from society at this point for yeah. diddling Tracy. So the day before the election, <clears throat> Jim visits Linda, Dave, Dave's ex-wife, who initiates sex by kissing him. Which I don't know if that means I initiate sex, but she did kiss him. Linda asked Jim to rent a motel room for an after-school rendezvous, but she fails to show. And this is after Jim got a book of poetry ready, champagne, and got rid of the easy one first, so he was ready to go. When Jim arrives to Linda's house to find her, he is stung by a bee, causing a severe allergic reaction on his right eyelid, which is just hilarious. He returns home to find Linda and his wife talking. 
Knowing his encounter with Linda has been exposed, he spends the night in his car. So this is taking a turn for the worse for Jimbo. Yeah, and I see where I messed up my notes now. (laughs) Good job. It's all right. It's it's all good, though. No, it did take a turn for the worse for him. Um, I felt bad for him. I felt bad because he got sucked in to a morality situation that he avoided usually. And this is really the first time he's done anything in this movie to me that I would call, you know, not good. But I understand where he's coming from and his world. Like he's got nothing. I mean, he just feels like his relationship's not great with his wife. You know, he's just having anything. I get where he's at, but. Whew, it's rough. It's all we'll say. <laughs> I feel what bad mean, for him. His relationship's not great with his wife. He gets to watch porn in the basement. It's fine. Dude, it's fine. <laughs> yes. That's a sign of a healthy relationship, it's watching totally porn in the basement. <laughs> that's a sign Man, of a just, healthy relationship. I did porn on VHS. Uh, I'm sorry. I still can't get over that. That's just a magical time. Um. Yeah. I would say you're right. It's a magical time. I wonder um, if he's one of those people good. where I wonder if he was one of those people where uh, one movie could last like a year. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. You stop it and you can start it back up wherever you left off from last time. I wonder how long oh. that lasts. <laughs> Are you saying how many? How many we got, wait, so you're saying we got to look at the porn and we got to break it down into 15 you, second blocks? You say I'm it's, just. <laughs> It just, it just you, when, wherever you start that tape is where you finished last time. Will you ever know? Will you ever know if the tight end catches the game winning touchdown? That's what you're asking. Will you ever get to that point? Exactly. <laughs> what happened? Oh, or did he get kicked off the team? Oh yeah, yeah. You're right. Um, I'm glad to say uh, one of the things I forgot because I said my notes are messed up that really stuck with me was when Tracy flick was doing her crazy. They had that crazy music that, ah! <laughs> like that crazy yes. fucking music. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I love the Tracy crazy music. That's all. It's crazy. crazy. <laughs> it's crazy shit, man. The crazy. Oh, you know, and I want to go into the cheating thing. Linda, you know, you knew Linda was going to tell because this is kind of what just happened to her. Yeah, I will say that it wasn't an underage thing. But here's the thing: I've never understood. She was a part of it, so she initiated it. She sleeps. She initiates it. Has sex with him. Then go tells his wife, and then they're now friends, and he's on the street. She didn't have. Sex. I mean, I get that they're split wait, wait, wait. up. She didn't have sex with him. The first. No, she didn't. Yeah, they did have no, sex. They, didn't. they had sex. No, they didn't. Time. No, they didn't. So you're telling me that? Remember? Then went, how does he know that? Then. They went to the living room. It was before school. They went to the living room and then they stopped. The baby was right in there. She's like, then when she was like, take me to that motel room. So then he was planning to take her after school was out or meet her there. They didn't. I thought they had sex and then decided, hey, let's do this again. No, they didn't. No, they were starting to make out and stuff. And then, oh, well, I got this all wrong. You do. You totally do. They did not do it. 
because she, well, then here's the it, thing: then, then, then what that, the fuck is then that he her, on the street for? That gave her the day to think about it because then she told his wife what happened, though. That's what I don't get. Why, if he's, why are they? Uh, nothing ever happened. Well, they, they made had a out little. And yeah, he, so they made out, and he got a hotel room. No, 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 no. They made out, and he got a hotel room, and there's no way you can prove that. They That's got my room? point. There's no credit there's card. There's no way. Seat. Maybe if you use credit card, you don't know. That's my thing. There's you deny, deny, deny. I didn't do anything. You use the same playbook that Tracy used, Tracy Flick, and you move the fuck on. I don't. That's why I don't understand how this was such a devastating thing. Now for the movie, it's great though. I will say this so that they can move on later. I understand that um, that that's why they did all that, right? I mean, I get that, but it's like. But it seems like at this point in the movie, they're really trying to fuck over Jim. Like they sting him in the eye. <laughs> yeah, his, that, oh man, that bee sting. Wow. His wife leaves him. Um, then he has to sleep in his car overnight. Yeah, I mean, showering at school. He should just, you know. And here's where he covers. Here's where he covers. If he keeps the motel room and he stays there, he can say, "Hey, I got this motel because I had to, couldn't sleep at home last night." That's when you go back and talk to the wife and say, so I don't know what you're talking about. You know, see, wow. that's what, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, and like I said, keeping the friend that slept with them, that has always been my pet peeve on these situations. So you're going to befriend the person who told you that she was going to sleep with your husband. So she trapped him into that because she's initiated it. And then you're thinking that's not the problem. You're thinking the husband is, you know, that's, yeah, well, her her reasoning was she was lonely and vulnerable, and he took advantage of the situation. You're right. Everyone, and at the end, I love at the end of this, all this, it's the night before, we get through all these, all this bullshit we go through, we get the, all of it, and then everyone prays for the election. That's kind of weird. <laughs> for their own things, for their own yes. things. Like, Tracy Flick wants her thing, Paul wants his thing. Oh, craziness. And Paul's craziness. thankful for his thing. Yes. He's been told it's large. <laughs> Isn't that? I mean, fuck him. During the election, Jim oversees the tally of the ballots despite being sleep deprived and disfigured from the bee sting. After the ballots are counted, Tracy wins by a single vote cast by Paul, well, presumptuously, who thinks it would be dishonorable to vote for himself. During the ballot counting, Jim spots Tracy dancing gleefully in the hall after one of the student vote counters surreptitiously signals that she won. Jim secretly disposes of two of Tracy's ballots and declares Paul the winner. When a janitor discovers the ballots in the trash and shows them to the principal, Tracy becomes president and Jim is forced to resign. Jim's wife, angry at him for his tryst with Linda, throws him out of their house. All right, so epic fail, throwing the ballots in the trash can and leaving them there. That's just rookie mistake. That's what I was saying. The ballot thing, pocket. here's, put it in your pocket, put it down your pants, put it Eat in your them. shoe. Eat the ballot. Eat them, yeah. So nobody can ever prove that they existed. That's right. That was so bad. Or, or, and you and I have learned our lesson. Go drop a deuce and wipe your butt with them. Flush them. Or don't, don't throw the fucking Chinese on the floor. Yes. Don't ever do that. And, and just leave it there so the jan- and the janitor knows who it was. If you just done what you're supposed to do, that's the one thing that Jim did that was an asshole move in this whole thing. But here's the thing too. And he, like, he's not looking. <clears throat> he misses the trash can. But then that's weird. Like, you never think about that, like so he just left it there though on the floor. Yeah. A whole if he thing. did, 
That's an asshole thing. Because that didn't seem like something he would do. No, it's out of character. So to me, you know? it makes me, if the janitor did end up having to go back and clean it up, I can see why the janitor did what he did. Oh, yeah. But definitely, if but if he didn't, if he just saw him throw it, but it was never there when he came back, why the fuck would you do that to him? It's like dime him I, out it's like always that. been weird to me because I'm like, you're sitting here first. You're cleaning out the fridge to make for a more hospitable yeah. environment for the lounge. So it doesn't smell like duck farts. But then, so why would you just leave that on the floor? Or maybe, yeah. you, I don't know. It's just weird. It's like he, he wouldn't have done that. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't that's why I say it, it doesn't plot make, hole. it's out of character, but plot hole, plot hole, one plot hole, but they set it up though. That you know what I mean? They made yeah. us see it, and then later on we see the janitor when in that room in the principal's office give him the eye. You know, like fuck you, like the fuck you, I got you back, eye. Yeah. You know, you know. But hey, <laughs> it is what it is. But anyways, the during the the voting, isn't that it's like Tracy's like just like a, a regular politician is now going in, making sure the cameras are on her, watching her cast her vote, and like do all that yeah. bullshit. I mean, she just works that shit, man. She just. She's just gonna be good at what good at that, I guess. Um, do you know who she reminds me of? She's all about keeping up images. Do you know who she reminds me of? Hillary um, Clinton. No, Sarah Palin. Ooh, the the golly shucks person. But she obviously has some sort of ambition that drives her. So there has to be something more to that. So I assume that's kind of like Tracy Flick. If you didn't know her and all the other things we saw. You would see her as this, I'm just a politician and driven to win. If you didn't know the poster thing and the sleeping with Dave, you wouldn't know all that stuff unless you were watching this movie. Right. You know, there might be other, there might be other things swimming beneath that we don't know, you know. Yeah. You got to keep it hidden that you're an actual person when you're in politics. Yes. Yes. Um, now, I have some uh, comments on this whole student thing. The, the, well, Paul's an idiot, obviously. I don't understand why he thinks it's unethical to vote for himself. I've never heard anybody think it's unethical to vote for yourself. That's like the number one rule is don't lose by one vote because you didn't vote for yourself. <laughs> That's the number yeah. one rule of politics, man. Oh man. But, um, but the student counter that, that, that guy who was running it, I forget his name, man. That guy's a fucking dog with the bone, man. Larry. That's the name. Larry. Larry. He just, he just wouldn't let that shit go. Cause he um, counted. They were all there. Now, here's what I want to ask you. When Jim noticed her outside dancing because he knew one of the students had tipped off the election, do you think, and I thought of this, do you think he should have suspended the election and said, I don't know if something was afoot here because she was communicating with the, with the counters and saw all of a sudden, you know, you know what I mean? Like, at that point, I would have said this is tainted because he shouldn't have she shouldn't have contact with these people during this yes, process. He should have that. That's what I thought should have happened. He could have won this by just showing that she was being unethical and in the where she shouldn't be at that time. That's what I don't understand. Well, and Larry, who was not a part of that, would have been like, yeah, she's fucking right there. And the other guy would have been like, oh, I'm sorry, I did it. You know? Yes, he should have done that. But things make you snap. Should Tracy have just gotten a ladder and fixed her poster properly? Yes. <laughs> Instead of a trash can? <laughs> Things oh. make you Oh, yeah. Um, and, you know, I just want to say, when they do announce the winner is Paul, and you hear Paul get up there, and he finally makes a good speech, 
says all the nice things he's going to do, all the things he's going to do for charity and all the good things, and you see her crying, I couldn't take more any more joy <laughs> than seeing her cry while he says the nice things he's going to do because she totally would not do any of that because it would all about be her, – her goal is not to – affect good change hers affect her change you know what i mean like what she wants she has her agenda not the student's agenda she has a political agenda that's right like so paul is just uh he is the guy that you would vote for because you want that type of guy paul and tammy i mean they were the better options i know he's gonna have a carnival for but that's gonna raise money for what what was it the for charity of dystrophy i think yes fuck her she took that away (laughs) She took that away. Well, no, she didn't really take it away. Good carnival. Not like one of those, or the haunted house too. Not like a lame one, but a really good haunted house. Yeah, a really good one. Yeah, I mean, actually, she didn't take it away. The janitor took it away. If the janitor would have just said, again, here's the thing. She, he can't like her. And he, like, you know what I mean? Like, she, she's had to piss that janitor off at some point. You think so? She didn't spill shit on oh. his floor. I doubt she did. She didn't spill nothing on his floor. Yeah. Yeah. She trashed she trashed all the posters, but she had the decency to clean them up off the floor and put them in her backpack. Janitor is fine with that. Oh, clean nothing up. Yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah, um, it because, but I just no, I just have a feeling that she crossed him at some point. Come on, or she has dirt on him. You know how that is. Or she probably she probably does. Probably seeing some shit. It's like yeah, I know what you've done. I know where that mop <laughs> handle's been. <laughs> So I want to say one more other thing about this section. It is better that he resigned than he got fired. You know, it yeah. is. So I'm happy that he got to just resign because then he can make up whatever bullshit story he wants when he goes wherever he can be like, I just wanted to change my life. Yeah. <laughs> so there you go. Are you ready? Is this your turn, right? I finished my porn VHS and it was time to move on. Yeah. He I'm got through he the movie. 15 seconds at a time. Yeah, I really got through it. I need to change. <laughs> <laughs> the tight end did not catch the winning touchdown, but he caught something else. Uh, <laughs> all right. She, you mean she? She. Well, she was a cheerleader. He was actually the tight end. Oh, he was? Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Not that I remember it that well, but I do. All right. <laughs> divorced and humiliated, much like myself right now. Um, not divorced, just humiliated. Uh, Jim leaves Nebraska and fulfills a longtime dream of moving to New York City, where he becomes a tour guide at the American Museum of Natural History and begins dating a new woman. Tracy attends Georgetown University while Paul enrolls at the University of Nebraska and has a kick-ass graduation party. Tammy finds a new girlfriend at her all-girls school and gets to get high all the time. Jim encounters Tracy during a trip to Washington, D.C., when he sees her getting into a limo with a Republican U.S. representative. Disgusted that Tracy's success is the result of her cutthroat nature, Jim impulsively hurls a cup of soda, Pepsi, by the way, at the limo as it drives away. Jim later speaks to a group of elementary school students at the museum, refusing to respond to the raised hand of an ogre, over-eager girl who reminds him of Tracy. Oh, yes. Jim's apartment. Let's start there. What about his little $1,500 a month? I think it was. Oh yeah. That little, um, for like a bedroom uh, with a, a box toilet in it, a bedroom with a toilet in it. Well, you know, man, um, you know, our, uh, well, here's the thing I want to tell you. Our uh, father-in-law at one point in his life lived in New York city 
I guess, for about a year. And he lived in an apartment, he said, where the sink to do the dishes was all in the bathroom, pretty much. So it makes sense that it would be right. that small where everything would be that tight. He, yeah, so, 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 yeah. He had the sink in the bathroom, and then... The shower's the, right next to it. And then the CD player playing Kenny G on the sink? This was well <laughs> before Kenny G. This would have been like playing a, a record of, you know, uh, Inagata DeVita by Iron Butterfly or something. You know, something like that. And when did Kenny G <laughs> come into the story? Oh, you know, his smooth, buttery tones came up around 86, 87. Right. <laughs> Kenny G so off. I, 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 I meant when did he come into our father-in-law's life? That's what I'm saying. About 86, 87, okay. when Kenny G became popular. Oh, no, that's not true. Wait a second. Wait a second. I got another story there. So supposedly when he lived in, uh, near Venice Beach for a year or so, he got around. Um, he was down on the beach, and they had these famous spruker, or, uh, buskers. A busker is a person who plays music on the street. Yeah. Out there playing. And he said some guy with some strange-looking saxophone came out. And started playing music. This is like back in seventies or something. And he uh and he said it was Kenny G. He said he saw him back then. Bullshit. <laughs> I know. That's why I thought <laughs> <it> was fun. <laughs> I know. It's I was like, like really? This is like Big Fish part two. Yeah, this is Big Fish. You got it. I saw Kenny G. Big... Yeah. Playing, um playing with Tenacious D. Yeah. Right by Kenny the pier. G. Back in 82 when they first met each other. <laughs> oh, now, uh, I just want to say, with all of this going on, how much worse would all of this been for Jim and any one of them if there were social media? Oh, they're all done. Except Paul. Except Paul. Paul probably Paul. is the only one who's looks good. Tammy might be okay because Tammy... And Tammy would be okay because she would have looked like they kicked her out of school for no reason and she'd had a good community behind her to support her so i think i think but jim gone tracy gone Gone. canceled (laughs) yeah canceled yeah it's um it's not not i'm just saying social media it's interesting that it wasn't there then for this if they were to remake this i wonder how this would look like i could see this being a netflix series i could you know That would be cool. This actually, this would be a great Netflix series, you know. And each episode could deal with parts of this, you know, that you go through, like the meeting the characters. The first one, the second one is setting up the fact that Jim would want um, her to have someone run against her, you know, and that could be about setting that up. And then ten ever a ten episode arc. I think we can we can make that Netflix series. Um, It would be, and I would watch it. it. I would watch it too. And if they could, and they would, and if somehow weave the social media in, you already have, um, you already deal with some contemporary issues that people like to have when you have same sex partners, things like that. So I think it really, it really has that contemporary edge. That's why I said it was ahead of its time. I think it I'll was tell ahead you right now, time. I would even watch a series like Where Are They Now of each of them, what they're doing now. Oh shit! Because <laughs> you think Paul, about I, you think about the extended storylines we could take with that, like mm-hmm. Paul. He's mayor. He is like I don't even know if he's mayor. I feel like 
he is a billionaire doing something somehow. <laughs> billionaire doing something somehow. Like that with his construction that's, that's not vague enough at all. That's well, not his, vague at all, man. His dad had a construction company, right? Oh, yeah. So he's probably so just running. He just took it and ran with it. Um, it'd be good. It'd be cool to see that. Or, or Tracy gets in a high enough position where she can appropriate dollars for federal contracts where he gets the money and it becomes a billionaire boys club. Maybe he's building things in other countries using defense dollars or something. There we go. We got it. Or it all comes back no, around. She's trying to shut him down. Oh, okay. Okay. You want to, you want to turn this into a episode she's of Dallas or vindictive. something. She is fucking vindictive <laughs> because of when he decided to run against her in that fucking election. <laughs> <laughs> so was, so then he reaches out to his former teacher for advice because he doesn't know yes. what to do. Still living in New York, but probably in a better apartment because he has a nice lady now and does well. I'm say Jim ends up great in this. I'm just going to say that. No, I think um, he, he ends up great. Jim somehow lives with his girlfriend in her parents' basement. Um, could and be, or she now, makes more money, or. In the basement, so now he has to find new hiding place for the VHS tapes, which have now become DVDs. <laughs> or, or actually, now it's on his phone. What the fuck? <laughs> you have to do that. Um, so maybe he lives out where you live, and he takes the subway and the train in every day. That's what I'm thinking. Probably is happening here. Um, I just want to say here's a part of this movie that I think you probably love. Tammy gets to enjoy those penguins with her new girlfriend. I do love that. Love me some. How penguins. ideal was that? I mean, you like that. I love the penguins. Love... Yeah. Yeah. Um, I could sit there and watch penguins all day long. Yes. I know you could. And that's what I was saying. I thought when I saw that, I was like, oh, he loves the penguins. He's going to like this. I do. Movie. I love the penguins. Now, what I don't like is when she, when, ta- when, uh, when uh, Tracy thinks about what, about Dave. Like, you know, she kind of thinks back to him and she kind of actually showed a crack of emotion on that. She's like, but I don't, she missed yeah. the conversations, but I honestly don't think she gave two shits for Dave. That's what I'm thinking. Uh, if she wanted to, she could have known more and she could have found out more. She chose not to. That's, that's what I think. It's not much to uh, find out. He's stocking groceries. Well, yeah, I mean, but. But she could, but if she really wanted to know, especially now she's graduated and of age, she could have gone if it really went something to her and found that person. That's, but it's obviously not that for her, which tells me she's a little bit more complicit in their relationship than just being, um, she's, she used that relationship as well, just for different reasons than he did. He was taking advantage of a minor, but she was using it to take advantage probably of some sort of situation in her political life. That's what it was for her. And that's yeah. what tells me why, when she looks back at that or she was Stockholm or whatever it is, like where, you know, he made her feel special. So later on, she's like, it has a little bit of that. I want my special guy back. You know, it could be bad. It could be bad. She could have scars that she needs therapy for. I think everybody in Congress has that scars. <laughs> that they need therapy for. Oh, yeah. I don't think you can be in any kind of politics without having those or shortly after accumulating those. Did you need, did you need this? Did you need to see the Cro-Magnon penis? 
Did I need to? No. Okay. Just wondered. I thought it was unnecessary. I don't know you why it was to? put in the movie. Was it just to hammer home this is an R-rated movie? <laughs> That's like, but do they consider that? Do they consider that people penis or animal animal penis when oh, they do I, the ratings? See, I think it was just a. I think it was a nod to Paul to show. Yep, yeah, it's actually that big. Because it's prayer for what I'm told is a large penis. And in case you were wondering, there it is. In case you're wondering, this is what Paul looks like. Yeah. Now, would you have thrown the drink? How about this? Would you have thrown the drink? Yes. Me too. I would have thrown. <laughs> no, she's probably sleeping with that congressman. Oh, to get she there. definitely is. There's no doubt. If I were Jim, I would feel still feel salty. I'd throw the drink and and I would run. And a little story about the running. I want to tell you. Would when you, he threw the yeah? Go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Uh, I say, when he threw the drink and he ran, the director told him to just keep running. Run like crazy for as long as you can. And the thing is, if you saw in the shot, he's running towards the White House. Yeah. And the guards at the White House thought something was up and reacted to that. Oh. So just thought I'd let you know. That's a, a little bit of a thing. You know, they, you know, they thought, funny. hey, why is this crazy guy running? Yeah. Around? You think you're shooting that scene right in front of the White House? You're not going to, like, get clearance or let them know? Yeah, that's what <laughs> I thought, too. Just so you, but... know. Just so you know, guys. Okay. We're going to have a crazy person who looks a lot like Matthew Broderick come running up towards the White House. <laughs> yeah. Just a lot you know, like Matthew Broderick. That, in fact, is Matthew Broderick. Please do not shoot him. <laughs> well, they didn't shoot him, obviously, so that's always nice. <laughs> oh, man. But, yeah, that's it. That's the movie. Did you enjoy that movie? Hell, yes. I did, too. Are you ready to do some six-packing? It ages like a fine box of wine. I'm ready to six pack. A fine box. A fine box of wine. All right, here you go. I'll go first. How about this? I'm going to go with this. In, 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 uh, well, I hate the character. I love the work. Reese's performance as Tracy Flick. I mean, yes. I hate the character, but love the work. I love the crazy music. Like, I love that shit when she goes nuts. And you hear that scream music in the background. Oh, yeah. That's why it would make a good Netflix series, because if you hear that three or four times throughout the series, you know shit's going down, and that's fun. That is fun. Chris Klein's bedtime prayer. Oh. <laughs> Thank you for blah, blah, blah. And what I'm told is a large penis. <laughs> <laughs> what I'm told. But here's the thing. How much experience does he have? I mean, if he's only been with like one or two girls. You still, you know. I'm how do you kidding. know? Because you know, because that's Paul. Because Paul, it's Paul. <laughs> he, he's got one. That's it. He's got everything. <laughs> all right, all right. Here we go. Tammy's speech. I probably stole yours. No, you Tammy. Didn't. Tammy's speech. Because I love her nihilistic nihilism. I love how she's talking about getting rid of the government, and I like how people wanted that. And. The true powers that be, as I always like to say, wouldn't let it happen. The people who really run shit won't let real change happen. So there you go. That's kind of a, what is it called? That's very pertinent to today's times. If you want real change, it isn't going to happen if you want it. It's going to happen when somebody who, who can really make things happen wants it, right? Word up. Are you ready? Ready. I was actually, I'm not going to use it. One of the ones I was going to pick was actually Chris Klein's speech, Paul's speech, because it was so fucking bad. 
It was like so what worse than you would have expected. Um, but I gotta say, um, when um Matthew Broderick is trying to get his wife pregnant, the whole sex scene, oh, fill me up, yeah, me up. and then she turns around and pulls her knees up to her chest. Good job. <laughs> I know that's why I said there's so much more sex in this movie than I remember. I forgot about that. Yeah, fill me up, fill me up, and then good job. Like <laughs> that was romantic. Yeah, that was extremely romantic. Oh god, that's why. But that's why he's in the basement. That's why I said they have yeah. their issues. Yanking one out to porn. Yep. Um. You know they have a little issue there. All right, I got one for you. Jim's New York life. I just love it for him. I love, I think that's what was ideal to him. I think he finally settled in a place where he doesn't have to deal with the politics of a school, but also gets to educate. Um, and then he has a girlfriend and he kind of lives a good existence. It seems I don't I like so that at all. You don't think it's so? Pathetic. Oh he's no. Talking, oh my God. He's talking it up like, Oh, this is so much better. And it's shit. Oh no no no! It's not it's not shit. My 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 daughter he lived, he lives would in love apartment. to live in that apartment. She would love to live in that apartment, the size of a milk crate, and live in New York City. That's her dream. Ask her. So know, I'm, I'm just saying, saying he he may have fulfilled a dream. He doesn't have the complications that he had in his old life. He gets to go to the museum every day and educate people, and he enjoys it. He gets to ignore the snotty little bitch in each class. It seems like you know, and he I'm does? calling kids bitches. That's what not about very the girl nice. Who kept he, raising her hand. He ignored her. Starting over again. Anyway. You think we're getting this, but she's not going to be there every day. She's not going to run for museum president. How do you know? How do you know? Because I've never heard of that. I've, if, so what I mean, happens? I just know. Hold on. What happens if she grows up and buys the museum? And it's he a, works it's, for her. It's in a, is, is it in a public museum? He I buys don't know the that. museum and he works for <laughs> her. You can't do her. that. Yeah, I'm going to buy this. I'm Jeff Bezos. I'm going to buy the Smithsonian so that everyone has to work for me. We won't. That's not happening. That's not right. happening. Okay. All right. All right. Are you ready? I'm ready. Um, One of my favorite lines in the movie. We're not electing the fucking Pope, Larry. That. <laughs> <laughs> you just like of everything like this is his breaking point. Obviously, this is where I would say he is breaking bad. Um, just imagining yeah. when you watch that, like it still makes you feel like a little kid. Like you're picturing being that student, like your teacher talking like that. You're like, oh, my God, what? What did my teacher just say? Did my, oh my teacher God. just say that? <laughs> just whole, like, Holy shit. Did that just happen? Yeah. I, I absolutely love that line. Yeah. Okay, so I got I got one for you. I'm gonna do a twofer here on this one, just because I got a couple more. I had I just thought of one that I forgot to mention earlier that that I'll just call it a six pack. First thing I want to talk about is the janitor. I like the guy's janitor. Has very he only has like two looking at the camera scenes. Yeah, no that's lines. it. But he's the one who fucks everyone up in the end. So he's I love it. Minimal input, maximum, maximum output. output. That's how you that's how you do a movie. And I'm gonna throw my twofer in here because we got to see Ferris Bueller shower twice in this movie. We got to see him once in Ferris Bueller's Day Off, and we got to see him in the beginning and towards the end. Well, when he was uh, getting ready for the tryst, he was showered, and earlier in the movie he showered. He so, showered at the yeah. school. I just thought that too. 
Yeah, he did that. Yeah, he showered at the school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. So, yeah, we got to see Ferris Bueller, you know, showered up again. But he didn't make his hair into a mohawk. So, our yeah. loss. Same right? Dr. Shane. Our loss. Yep. Are we ready for this? I'll go first generic. on generic. Do it. Um, I find it generic, and it's all about the wife relationship for me. This is the most generic thing about this movie. I mean, there's other things, but the wife relationship, how she kicks him out and chooses to befriend Linda when they technically never slept together, and she was also a party to the situation. I always find that you're if you have a true moral compass on this, you would see that both people were acting on the same ethical code. She knew she, he was married to you. And she still made out with the guy. So if that's so egregious that you want to get divorced, then why would you want to be friends with the person who did that to your life? That's what I'm saying. I know. That's what I'm saying. That's I've always, I'm saying. I find that generic as shit, man. That's what I'm generic saying. Shit. Are you ready? I'm ready. Um, I got two. I'm just going to throw them both out here. Larry spitting on the windshield. You know, I hate spit scenes. Yeah. Um, and the asparagus experiment. Smelling. Oh, <laughs> yeah. That's just gross. Oh, letting pee sit there and then smelling it. Yuck. Yeah. Yeah. Could have done without that. Could have done without that. Yeah, that's that. That was disgusting. You are correct. You're correct. All right. Are we ready for some uh, somewhat factual facts? OK, sure. Because you never know. Um, but this one is a fact tom parada told huffington post and i believe is it tom parada the writer or director i can't remember either way um inspiration for the novel which was published in 1998 came during uh the 1992 election when ross perot bill clinton and george hw bush vied to become the most powerful person in the world i was unemployed and got caught up in that race parada said when it was over i just felt like a little bit bereft. I thought I wanted to write a political novel, but I don't know anything about politics that anybody else doesn't know. So basically he doesn't know anything about politics, but he wrote a movie about politics, but, but I think he was genius in how he did it. In my opinion. Absolutely. I concur. All right. At one point in the film, Tammy, Tracy, and Paul each deliver speeches to the school, laying out their presidential platform. Tammy's contribution is, who cares about the stupid election? That speech alone made me want to play Tammy. That's what uh, Witherspoon said. Reese Witherspoon, by the way. So I was terribly conflicted. I didn't know if I wanted to play Tammy or Tracy. So Reese Witherspoon wanted to play the sister. But she played Tracy instead. But he said she was conflicted. Yeah, conflicted. <laughs> so now bad. here's, I'm going to blow your mind with something here now. I'm going to blow your mind. Uh, Payne, I think that's the director, told Huffington Post that Paramount wanted him to cast one of the Toms for the teacher role, Hanks or Cruz. That would have been interesting. Yeah, the one actor we all could agree upon ultimately was Matthew Broderick, Payne said. I met with him, and he was only too happy to do the part, and I'm so glad he did. I never thought Tom Cruise would have been right for the part. Tom Hanks is a wonderful actor, but I knew at the time there was no way in hell he would take the part. It just felt right. We eventually got Matthew Broderick was what he said. He's right, though. Um, you know what's funny? I could actually, it, Tom Cruise or Tom Hanks, um, I could see them doing the principal. Yeah. I could see them playing the principal. Yeah. 
Tom Cruise, I I couldn't ever see Tom Cruise playing that role of Jim. I couldn't see him in this movie at all. Now, to be fair, at that time, movies like Magnolia had come out and it, and that was a different type of role for him. So maybe people were thinking he could have a little bit more range than he does now just playing superheroes. Action so, stars, not superheroes. Eh, whatever, fuck you want to call it. You know, yeah, that. <laughs> so, okay. Um, okay, here's, so talking to Payne again, the director, when asked about what attracted him to the project, Payne admitted that there was a single shot that won him over. It was this one shot, and that shot so cracked me up that I wanted to have a whole film just for it. Payne said of the scene in which Mr. McAllister is supposed to meet Linda in a cheap motel, he puts some champagne in the sink and ice from the ice machine, and he puts out Russell Stover chocolates. And then there's a sh- the shot where he gets into the, that bathtub and washes his ass and his balls and his dick. He squatted over the bathtub watching himself. The whole film was pretty much just for that shot. <laughs> That's not what he was doing. That's what the director says. Okay, I swear. Every time I watched it, I thought he was jerking off. No, I get it. No, get he's rid- washing his ass and balls. That's what he says. Get rid of the easy one. Well, it looks like he's whacking off. Yeah, I think it works either way. I think it was going the something, about Mary, the something about Mary route. <laughs> Thing is, isn't it funny how that is the impetus for the whole movie, though? Like, that's the reason he did this movie? It's that's awesome. fucking weird. Now, here's one for you. Barack Obama has twice said this is his favorite political movie. So that's there you awesome. go. That is your, And that is a verified fact. So um, that's it. Are you ready to rate this bitch up? I'm ready to rate. So, uh, this movie, you would almost call an exaggeration of politics, but it's not at all. So that's why I love it. It's brilliant. And this is politics for you. People trying to screw each other over. (laughs) And this is why Paul will never get elected because he would not screw somebody over. So that's why Paul had no choice, no chance to ever be elected. Um, we both talked about this. It was like when you first would see this movie when we were younger, you liked it. It was funny. But the older you get as you're watching it, you just appreciate it more and more. It is just like, this is brilliant. And should have done a lot better than in the box office. But hey, whatever. Titanic came out that year. So it was screwed. I know it was 97. I'm just kidding. But other stuff came out, sunk it at the box office, which is a shame. Either way, this is a great movie. Something I don't get tired of. I love it. Great cast. Reese Witherspoon plays a great crazy person, almost on par with her freeway character. Just not quite. <laughs> but which we haven't even talked about. But it's up there. I just flat out love this movie. I give it 19 cans. Oh, coming strong. Coming strong there. All right. Um, when this originally came out, I watched it in passing and wasn't that interested. Um, like I said, I was a different place in my life. Wasn't really and didn't it didn't do well for me at that time. Probably why it did well, horrible at the box office, right? Um, I didn't really commit to it, is what I like to say. I think Thus, you watched never it. really thought I'm sorry, I think you watched it, you're like, oh, sex in a hot tub. That's no fun. I don't like this movie. <laughs> I was in my twenties. I, you know, 
Uh, thus, ne- I, so that means I never really thought much of it. But upon rewatching it, I see what makes it special now. Like, now, I like Jim, Paul, Tammy, and I hate Tracy. And I think I'm supposed to hate her. I think that's what it is. Um, so, you know, I don't mind hating her. I like Reese's performance over, but I hate that character. Um, they all had their problems, but I can look past that. You know, they all had their little minor issues. I can only imagine when I look at this, what kind of person Tracy would be in the present culture of social media. Be interesting. And, and, you know, knowing that I was very lukewarm to this movie before, but now watching and thinking of her in that situation, my fear of her drives my score up to 17.75 cans. All right. Give us an average of 18.375 cans. That's pretty good. That's a pretty, That's good, pretty good. That is that is pretty good. It's a good movie. I would say people have to watch that. What's uh, is there anything near it or with it or what do we got going on? With other movies that we've done. Like, is there any other movies that have scored similarly? Uh, Fast and Furious 6. Yeah. (laughs) 18.375. Yeah. There you go. Fast and Furious 6. It's in our highest Fast and Furious movie. I don't know. It is. Maybe. Because of you, remember? Because of you. Because if you'd have scored 5 correctly, 6 wouldn't be the highest. Yeah, well, I didn't. Well, anyways... What do you want to t- what do you want to tell these wonderful people for good reason about this? I did. I want to say if you haven't seen this go see it. Hopefully you've already seen it because it's pretty darn epic. Thank you for listening. Check us out go to the website. Leave a comment, leave some reviews, follow us on all the things that we go on on the online universe. And stay tuned for the next episode. Peace out. Wow. The next episode. Isn't that a the song? The next episode. It's a Snoop song. <laughs> yeah.
Hey, it's Sheena Shea. And if you know me, you know it's all happening from Vanderpump Rules and my podcast shenanigans to my full time job being Summer's mommy. There's always something keeping me busy. And that's why I love Factor. They send fresh, never frozen meals right to my doorstep. They're packed with flavor, dietitian approved, and make it easy to stay on track with my goals. Delicious and ready to eat in literally two minutes. I mean, seriously. Visit factormeals.com slash Shea40 for 40% off your first order.